Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Mindong. I'm Akiguya. Is uh, we're changing up the timer actually. We're gonna switch it to when the college basketball season begins. So it's 210 days till the 2020 college basketball season. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. What about you? I am too. I've I've been waiting to watch some college basketball for a while now, and I'm really excited. Yeah. Let's start off with some breaking news. Isaiah Todd, a five-star recruit in the 2020 class, has decommitted from Michigan and will choose to play overseas. This is a big blow for Michigan. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is a very big blow. I mean, we're talking about the other breaking news in a minute, but that also contributes to what happened. And, I mean, Michigan loses out again. And, I mean, we don't know where he's going to play overseas yet, but I, I don't know if this is the right decision for Zay Todd, if I'm him. Yeah, um, like you said, Michigan, they're not going to be the same team. Um, they're still going to have a pretty solid recruiting class led by Hunter Dickinson, 7-2 center. I, I don't, they're not going to be as good of a team as we thought they were. Um, Definitely. The, the other piece of breaking news, Josh Christopher has committed to Arizona State over Michigan. Are the Sun Devils a front runner in the Pac-12, and was this a good decision? Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I think this was the right decision, considering his brother's still playing there and he wants to stay like home. So it makes sense, in my opinion, and my eyes. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I I don't know if they're the front. Well, t- they're obviously like a top contender for the Pac-12, but I don't think they're necessarily the front runner at this moment. But I think things can shake out, and there is a possibility that they could be the front runners. What do you think? I mean, I said Josh Griffin was going to Arizona State for the past two and a half weeks, and you know I was right. <laughs> um, again, I think this this affected Zaytard as well because. Um, I, I, I was hoping they would team up at Michigan, but, you know, another loss for Michigan, the double whammy, actually. And uh, the Sunday was going to be nice if Remy Martin comes back. And I think they will win the Pac-12 if Remy Martin does come back. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, but the Pac-12 is going to be wide open next year. And, I mean, yeah, this definitely swings things. But, um, yeah, I mean, every, every team in the Pac-12 is getting someone somehow. I mean – uh, one of the guys we're talking about, Zaire Williams, he's going to a Pac-12 team, and we'll mention where he's going later in the episode. And, um, yeah, Josh Christopher, like we said. And our condolences go out to Michigan fans. Um, we're very sorry that you lost out on two of the top ten players in the 2020 class. And, uh, yeah, there's always, next year. There's always maybe, next year for you guys. Maybe Michigan State is better. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, Michigan Michigan drops from the number four recruiting class to the number nine recruiting class after Zay Todd decommits. Yes. Very big blow. All right. Um, speaking of recruiting class, we have a very interesting take. Um, the SEC conference has five out of the top eight recruiting, recruiting, classes, uh, recruiting classes for the up to upcoming 2020 <coughs> class. Kentucky's at number one, Tennessee at number five, LSU at six, Arkansas at seven, and Auburn at eight. Uh, we'll talk about Auburn later, but they also have potential to move up in those rankings. Um, why do you think the SEC so heavily recruited this year? Um, I, I couldn't really tell you, but I think the SEC is one of the better conferences for basketball. Maybe SEC and ACC are my, my two 
favorite conferences. And there's just a lot of good competition in the SEC. And I think there's a lot of pro players, like, I mean, like, yeah, college players that go into pro levels a lot from the SEC. Yeah. Um, I think I think the SEC probably has one of the best um, coaching conferences in the out of the Power Five conferences. I say them, the Big Twelve, and the ACC probably have the top three best coaching conferences. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean Kentucky. We know Kentucky's a blue blood. They're going to be obviously heavily heavily recruited every single year. But um, yeah, I mean Tennessee, LSU, Arkansas, and Auburn. They all they all kind of surprised me this year. I mean. Auburn and Arkansas have haven't really been like that good the past couple of years, but they're definitely on the come up. And the SEC is going to be a very good conference, like we stayed next year. Yeah, especially Arkansas. I I wouldn't expect Arkansas to be number seven. Yeah, me too. Yeah, really good. Well, next topic, um, we're going to talk about the rest of the high school prospects that are uncommitted. First up, Jalen Green, the top remaining uncommitted prospect in the 2020 class his list is down to memphis oregon auburn and uh potentially overseas he is set to commit on thursday at 1 p.m where do you think he'll be going um i mean i I definitely don't see him going overseas but honestly since they todd went there's like a possibility but um i have no idea um i personally think he's gonna go to memphis um, I think Memphis and Auburn are definitely the top two candidates right now in my eyes. But um, I see him going to Memphis. Um, Penny Hardaway is a very good coach, and he, he brings in a lot of good recruits, especially last year. He brought in three, uh, two five-stars and one four-star, I believe. And, yeah, I mean, they're not getting that many people coming um, in this year's class, and I think Jalen Green will go to Memphis and team up with some of the guys from last year's class. I totally agree with you. He even said Memphis is the front runner as for him as of right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he went overseas. Uh, but Oregon, if he went to Oregon, I'd be really, really surprised. I, I think they're out of the picture. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be excited because, like, out of those three teams, I think I like Oregon the best out of those three teams. But, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely see him probably going Sorry, to Memphis. fans. I know, but um, hey, the Ducks will be pretty good next year. Don't don't hate on them. All right. Um, next up we have JT Thor. Uh, he's committed to Auburn over Oklahoma State. Um, he's a six ten center, four star. He's joining a loaded Auburn class, and Sharif Cooper's basically the star of that class. Um, do you think this is a good fit for him? Um, yeah, with Isaac Akuro leaving, they're gonna need to fill a lot of back uh, front court space and. It's just another good piece. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah I mean, I agree. I mean, like you said, he's Isaac Coro going to go to the draft. And, um, yeah, I mean, Auburn brings a lot of raw talent coming in this year. And, um, like you said, they need a, a presence in the front court. And I think JT Tour definitely does this. Um, I predict he's going to go to Auburn over Oklahoma State. Um, I don't know why. I just had a feeling he was going to go to Auburn. And, um I mean, yeah, Auburn can definitely move up the ranks, like I said earlier, especially if they get Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Um, next prospect is Zaire Williams. He recently committed to Stanford over UNC and USC. Highest prospect in Stanford Stanford's recruiting history. Um, what do you think about this? 
Um, I was I was honestly kind of surprised for this decision. I personally thought he was going to get a USC, but um, he 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 made a statement saying that um, Stanford was like a good school. It's like obviously it's like one of the best schools for like scholar like education, and um, he talked about like he'll have a he'll have something um, for his life after because. I don't know what that means, but there's a chance he's not gonna go to the NBA. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure what he meant by that. But um, yeah, Stanford is a very good education, and some people say their stock's not that high. Like if you're trying to go there to play basketball, but um, I, I necessarily don't agree with that opinion. What do you think? Um, yeah, um, like you said, Stanford's not really a good a basketball school, and I think Stanford is gonna make the tournament next year. Um, this is a very good get for Stanford. Um, yeah, last year they were they were a bubble team. This year they're returning everyone from that team back, plus adding a, a five-star, four or five fringe star recruit. Um, yeah, terrific get. And Stanford's yeah. going to be in contention for the Pac-12 next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, in the beginning of the year, Stanford was 12-1 and one at one point, and they were they – were, I think they were ranked at one point, actually. Is that right? Yeah, um, and um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if everyone's coming back, then we're and Zaire Williams coming, and they're definitely gonna, definitely probably gonna be a tournament team next yeah, year. They also had a top thirty net ranking, which really surprised me. Yeah, that, playing in the Pac twelve, I didn't think they were gonna get that high of a net ranking. Yeah, that that really surprises me too. All right, um, next up we have Donovan Williams. Um, he is committed to Oklahoma State. He chose them over Kansas State. Um, he's a four-star recruit and joining top three prospect Cade Cunningham. Uh, Oklahoma State is the number 10 ranked class in the class of 2020. Uh, do you think this is giving me a bounce back for Oklahoma State? Um, yeah, this is a good get. He's another great offensive weapon. Um, he'll fit right into that starting shooting guard alongside Cade Cunningham. Um, I'm just concerned about Oklahoma State's defense all these guys that they've gotten their offensive guys don't not really interested in defense but if both these if Oklahoma State plays hard on both sides of the ball I think they'll be good yeah definitely agree I mean they're obviously offensive heavy like you said and um yeah I mean they Oklahoma State's been pretty down in the Big 12 for a while and um I I definitely see them having potential to be uh 5-4 not not a top three in my opinion but Things could definitely change considering what shakes down or the rest of the transfers and stuff. But um, yeah, I just I, I see them doing better, but I don't see them like uh, shocking a lot of people and being a top three seed in the Pac-12. I mean, sorry, the Big Twelve. Um, yeah, I agree. Last prospect we have Greg Brown. He's set to he has uncommitted as of right now. He's set to commit sometime this month. He's top four: Kentucky, Texas. Memphis and Michigan, um, and also Auburn, but and Auburn is recent news says Auburn is the front runner, but most do anticipate he's staying home. What What are your thoughts on where he's going? Um, yeah, I was I was kind of shocked that Auburn kind of like came out of nowhere because he has his top four, and then reports were saying Auburn is potentially the front runner, and I was very surprised. But um, I think. Aside of all these opinions, I think he's still going to go to at home, which is at Texas. Um, I mean, Texas really needs him. Uh, I'm a pretty big Texas fan. I think Shaka Smart can definitely utilize him well in their defense and offense. And 
I just see Texas being the best fit for him. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, Texas, they're returning most of their pieces back. Most likely a fringe top 25 team this year. And Greg Brown, they'll definitely be in the top 25. Yeah, they they need him a lot, mm-hmm. especially if Jericho Sims stays or not. We're not very sure yet. But um, if those two stay, that's a very good front court right there. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on, we have a plethora of transfers. And the first one, the first one uh, makes me makes me shed a little tear a little. Uh, Justin Turner from Bowling Green has decided to come back home and play at Bowling, Bowling Green for one more year. Uh, this is the nation's last remaining top grad transfer. Uh, he passes up on Iowa State, Missouri, and Marquette. Diggs is a good fit. Yeah, I love this decision. I, I want I, I want more transfers to do this. Just go back to the same school. Start where – end where you start, you know. Um, Bowling Green is going to be – a the top team in the MAC now. He's definitely going to be the MAC preseason player of the year. And I think this will – and I've written an article um, saying that transferring is not as good as people think. And, you know, you, you just got to stay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for some, for some people, um, it, might not, it might not be a fit for their team. Because, like, um, there's plenty of examples we're going to talk about later where people just don't fit with their team. But in this case, Justin Turner, he's fit with Bowling Green. And I think this is a great decision for him to come back home and play one more year. I mean, his roots, all of his roots are at Bowling Green, and why not Why not play another year? And like you said, he's definitely going to be the preseason player of the year for the MAC and would not be surprised if Bowling Green made the tournament next year. Mm-hmm. Next transfer, we have – Amoja Gibson from North Texas. He recently committed to Oklahoma, and there's a chance he's immediately eligible. 14 points a game, a great 3 and D guy. Um, second team all-conference USA this past year. Oh, is this a good get for Oklahoma? Uh, yeah, I think this is a great fit for Oklahoma. Um, they, they've, lacked, they've lacked guard play a little, and they've lacked sh- uh, shooting. And I think Gibson definitely brings the uh, three-point shooting for their team. Um, Oklahoma had a pretty good year, but um, they, they just needed one more piece to get over the hump. And um, I'm not, I'm not sure who's coming back. They, do you have any idea? Um, most of the guys are coming back. Yeah, I think most of their guys are coming back. So um, yeah, would not be surprised if they were maybe in the same position as last year, if not better. And they were definitely going to make the tournament this year. And yeah, I think they have the same expectations coming into next year. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, they've been a bubble team ever since Buddy Heald left. Oh, Trey Young or Buddy Heald, whichever came last. Um, right, Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, they've been a bubble team ever since. They haven't gotten a superstar yet. Hopefully he can be one. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, Amari Hardy uh, from UNLV. Uh, he's recently committed to Oregon. He is immediately eligible. He's a grad transfer. Uh, he averaged 14 and a half points a game last year. Do you think Oregon will still be a good team in the Pac-12? Um, yeah, they're going to lose Peyton Pritchard, but they're going to be a much deeper team. Um, I, I believe this year they only went eight deep, nine deep. This Next year they could go 10, 11, even 12 deep if they wanted to. Um, they have two good tr- sit-out transfers eligible next season, Eric Williams and Eugene Amori. Um, yeah, they're going to have a lot of depth and a good front court, uh, back court. Sorry. 
what are your thoughts yeah. since you're an Oregon fan? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I mean, like you said, Oregon's getting Eric Williams Jr. out of DeQuince, and they're getting Eugene Mori out of Rutgers. And um, obviously Peyton Bridger's leaving, but they do have a four-star point guard coming in. Um, and if da- I think if Dante stays, they're on um, center. He, I think he's staying. If he stays, they're going to be – I think they're going to be a very good team because Dante last year, he, he wasn't eligible half the season, and midway through the season he was eligible. And I think with his presence, Oregon was a lot better team, and they kind of started to find a groove at the end of last year. And sure, they lose Pritchard, who was definitely their anchor, but um, I think they have guys coming back like Will Richardson, who could definitely fill that role. And I think, yeah, Oregon's going to be a very good team next year. Next transfer, we have Devin Gage from DePaul. He's committed to Fresno State. Only played in 12 games last year for DePaul. Does Fresno State have enough firepower to compete and win the Mountain West? Um, I personally don't think so right now, considering Malachi Flynn's still up in the air on coming back or staying. But even even if he stays or leaves, I think Utah State's still a powerhouse. Nevada getting a couple of transfers in. They're still going to be a pretty good team. and. Yeah, I, I don't know if Fresno State will have enough firepower, in my opinion, but with Devin Gage coming in, I think it's definitely an upgrade. Yeah, Fresno State's always been the top five team in the Mountain West, and I expect them to be top five again. Not top three, but top five, definitely. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, Jalen Johnson, Tennessee. Uh, he's committed uh, East, uh, ETSU. I think it's Eastern. I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea what that stands for, actually. East Tennessee Isn't State. It? Was it? East Tennessee. Oh, yeah, I was right. East Tennessee State. I was right. Um, he didn't have a very good fit with the Vols. Uh, he, averaged, he averaged 15 minutes a game. He played 30-plus games, but he only averaged three and a half points a game, two rebounds, two rebounds a game, and an assist per game. Uh, do you think it's a good fit for ETSU? Um, yeah. Uh, ETSU is, is always on the transfer market. They always bring in a lot of transfers. They're going to lose most of their team, maybe half the team next year, and I think – He's a good fit. Very talented player, obviously. Came to Tennessee for a reason. Things just didn't work out. Um, yeah. yeah. That's another great character. Uh, yeah. I think he was a former four-star, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, I mean, like you said, UTSU loses half their team. But um, they've been a tournament team for the past couple of years. And, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're a definite tournament team right now. But I think they definitely have a lot of potential to – Make a run tournament again. Yeah, SoCon. You don't know what the SoCon. They're they're a good conference. You can't sleep on any team in the SoCon. Exactly. You're right. All right. Um. Next up. Oh, sorry. You're up. Sorry. All right. Um. Next up, Jamarius Burton, Wichita State, committed to Texas Tech. As of right now, he will sit out one with two years left. But the eligibility rule coming in that could come into play this year. He he could be eligible this next next year. Right decision? Um, yeah, I think this is the right decision for him. Um, he's a very good defensive player, and I think with Chris Beard as his coach, uh, he's just going to improve him a lot, and he'll definitely utilize him in the defense for Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech definitely has one of the best defenses in the nation. I'd say them and Virginia are probably the top two, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, I mean, he brings – I'd say he's more of a 3 and D guy, but he can definitely help them. Uh, for the three-point scoring, and I think Texas Tech's a very good team next year, and if 
Burton is eligible to play, I think they'll be very uh, better. Yeah, um, Jamarius Burton has a ton of potential, and we saw we all saw it at Wichita State. But Greg Marshall is not really a big fan of keeping him in. Yeah. You know, he's not a big fan of keeping anyone in. Uh, Chris Beard is definitely the right coach for him. Chris Beard is a terrific coach, one of the best in the business, and he will definitely turn him into an NBA prospect. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, next up, we have Robert Allen out of Samford. Uh, he's committed to Ole Miss. Uh, he averaged 14 points a game, seven rebounds a game last year for Samford. Um, after a loaded transfer class coming in, do you think Ole Miss will make a run in the SEC? Um, yeah, they're just bringing in a lot of uber t- uh, athletic guys that could help them in their one three one, and they're one three. I'm expecting their one three one to be electric, a lot of dunks and steals and highlights. I'm I'm actually pretty excited to watch Ole Miss this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, they have a ton of athleticism, but I don't know if they'll have the firepower to make a run in the SEC, in my opinion. I mean, like we said earlier, the SEC is loaded, loaded classes coming in, and um, I just don't think they have the firepower, in my opinion, to make it that far. Next transfer, Zion Griffin, Iowa State. He's committed to uh, UIC. Former four-star recruit, averaged 11 minutes per game, but only produced three points and two rebounds a game at Iowa State after two rough seasons with the Cyclones. Will he, find or f- will he figure it out with the Flames? Um, yeah, I think, I think he eventually will figure it out with UIC. I mean, he, aver- he played 30-plus games this year and definitely didn't produce. But, um, yeah, I, he has an opportunity coming in at UIC. He's probably going to be the top priority on that team, I'd assume. And, um, yeah, I mean – He's definitely a good player. I mean, he was a four-star. He just he just wasn't utilized enough at Iowa State, and it just wasn't a good fit. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, USC is getting a really good player, really good person. And US, UIC is my front runner for the Horizon League right now. They're getting a lot of good transfers that have a lot of high major – that either came from high major or have high major interest. So they're going to be yeah. different this year. UIC was, I think they were the seventh seed in this year's Horizon Conference Tournament. And, yeah, I mean. They made um, it to the finals. Yeah, I know. They did. I, I think I had them going pretty far when we made our predictions. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were the front runners for the Horizon League next year. Yeah, new coach, too, coming in next year. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. All right. Um, next up, we have Charles Ma uh, Minlet. What is that? How do you say that? Midland, yeah, it's kind of an interesting name. Uh, San Francisco, uh, he's committed to Louisville. This was kind of a weird decision because Louisville wasn't even on his final list of schools. He kind of just chose it out of nowhere. Um, he averaged 14 and a half points a game last year, and he joins a loaded backcourt for Louisville. Do you think it's a good fit? Um, yeah, I got to watch a lot of San Francisco basketball, stay up all night watching college basketball, so get the opportunity. He's a very good player, likes to drive, penetrate, and kick the ball out. Um, yeah, I think with Jay Scrub leaving, they're going to need another guard, and they got they got a guard. And I'm surprised because I didn't even see Louisville on his final list, and here he is committed to Louisville. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like you said, Jay Scrub's leaving. Definitely opened the door for him, and, I mean, that's probably why he chose Louisville because he's like – there's a starting role at Louisville. I'm going to go take it. So that's what he did. And 
I don't I don't know what his I don't know what the other um, top schools were for him, but I'd say he probably would have been a backup role for those teams. And I think he just found a starting opportunity at Louisville, and he definitely took it. Yeah. Um. Next transfer, Abel Porter, Utah State. He's committed to Ohio State. Um. Two year starter at Utah State. Averaged six points, two and a half rebounds, three assists. He did every did all the dirty work for Utah State this year. He'll be one of the first guys off the bench at Ohio State. Um, do you think this is a good fit? Um, yeah, I think this is a good fit. I mean, Al Porter is definitely a, he's definitely a blue-collar guy. He's not he's kind of like an all-around player. He's not that much of a scorer, but he can do the other things for a team. And, um, yeah, I think Ohio State really needs that. Um, they've had a lot of scorers. They have a lot of scorers, and they have a lot of talent. And I think they just need a blue-collar guy to maybe – get them over the hump of where they were last year. And I could definitely see them being a top three team in the Big Ten. Yeah, definitely. I think he's going to be that glue guy for Ohio State. He's going to put the team all together. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice, considering Ohio State did not live up to expectations last year. Mm-hmm. All right, um, next up we have Holland Woods uh, from Portland State. Uh, he, too, is committed to Arizona State. Uh, he was first team all Big Sky last year. He averaged 18 points a game, two rebounds a game, five assists per game. I think it's a good fit. Um, yeah. Uh, if Remy Martin leaves, he would definitely have that scoring point guard role. Remy Martin stays. They, I think they're going to a three guard starting lineup, and th- they're going to score a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I personally think Remy Martin's going to come back, considering Josh Christopher came. And, I mean, I'd be pretty shocked if he decided to leave. But, um, yeah, I could definitely see them switching to a three-guard uh, set. And Holland Wood's a very good scorer. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good passer. But um, he, I'd say he's more of a slasher than a shooter, in my opinion. But I think he, they definitely need that for their team. Yeah, definitely. Bobby Hurley making big moves. He is making big moves. I love him as a coach. Yeah. yeah one of the greatest personalities out there. Definitely. Last transfer we have on this list, Terrence Lewis, Iowa State. He committed to South Alabama. South Alabama is getting a lot of Power Five transfers this year. Do you think they'll come? They'll go back to the tourney next year. Yeah, I definitely think they will. Um, they were the three seed last year uh, for their conference. Uh, what what conference are they in? Um. Sunbelt or Conference USA? Sunbelt. They are in Sunbelt. You're right. Yeah, and they were, they were the, they were the uh, three seed in the Sunbelt tournament. Uh, Little Rock was obviously the favorite for that tournament. But, um, yeah, I mean, they get Deshaun Burke from Nebraska and DeAndre Ballard from Florida coming in. And I think those two and Lewis can definitely be a three-headed monster for South Alabama and would not be surprised if they won the Sunbelt next year. Uh, yeah, Iowa State's one of my favorite teams, and you guys know I like Tyrese Halliburton. But watching Iowa State, Terrence Lewis looked like he was second-best option out there. But Steve Frome just didn't play him at all. And he was a, he's a former top 100 recruit, too. Things just didn't work out at Iowa State. And I saw all the potential in him. I thought he could be really good. And here he yeah. is going to a mid-major. Yeah, Iowa State loses – Two to a mid-majors. Mm-hmm. Kind of disappointing. All right. Uh, we're going to change focus here, and we're going to talk about some NBA prospects. 
Um, some of these guys were very surprising, um, considering Bear leaving two years of college left for them. And most of the, I think all of these guys are going to hire agents and be deemed ineligible. But I, I'm not sure if all of them have hired agents yet, so there could be a chance that some of them will come back. But, uh, yeah, the first one is Devin Dotson from Kansas. Um, there was speculation he, was, he might come back for Kansas, but he's planning on signing an agent, and he's probably going to leave Kansas after uh, foregoing two years of his career. Uh, he, right now he's projected an early second rounder. Uh, he averaged 18 points a game, four rebounds a game, four assists per game. Things is right call for him? Um, yeah, I think this is as high as his stock will go. Uh, had terrific two years at Kansas, but I think this is as high as his stock will go. He's not going to make it to the first round. Just too t- – I don't know. I don't think he'll make it in the first round, even if he stays next year. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, considering Azubuki is a senior and he's graduating, I think he has a very big role for Devon Dodson's stock. And I think without him, his stock will definitely lower, considering Kansas doesn't have much of their firepower coming back from last year. And um, I think this is the right decision, and I I agree with you. I think he will uh, be an early second-rounder, not going up to the first. Next prospect, Emmanuel Quigley, Kentucky, projected a late second-round pick. He will forego his two last two years at Kentucky. This past season, 16 points a game, four rebounds, two assists. What are your thoughts? Um, I was I was pretty surprised with this decision. I thought he might stay another year and get his stock up. But um, after, after looking at it, I think it probably was the right decision, considering the loaded Kentucky class coming in, which we talk about a lot. Um, it did average 16 16- guard in my opinion and um yeah I mean there hopefully he gets drafted because if not he I think he's planning on signing an agent so he'll have to play overseas I think or the G League but um yeah I guess we'll see what happens yeah I agree um he was kind of forced out of this yeah I think um, I think a lot of Kentucky players were forced out yeah. considering what their class was coming in was and we've seen it with quickly with I think Ashton Hagens is probably going to go to the draft and Nick Richards which we're going to talk about later and possibly EJ Montgomery as well Mm -hmm. Um, he's definitely an inconsistent player first half was not very good second half was their best player and looked like a player of the year candidate but yeah I think it's the right decision hopefully he gets drafted I'm hoping he gets drafted yeah I'd hope so too all right Uh, next up we have Vernon Carey Jr. from Duke um, there's a lot of speculation that he might come back considering the whole Patrick tape situation, but, um, they eventually decided to go to the draft. I believe he's going to hire an agent, so he'll be deemed ineligible. Um, right now he's a projected late first round pick, but some people have him at the end of the lottery. So his, his um, his status is kind of fluctuating right now from late first to mid first. Um, he averaged 18 points a game last year and nine rebounds a game his freshman year. He was all American second team. Was second team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what are your thoughts about him? Um, I think he'll go wherever Isaiah Stewart will go. I, I think they're the example of player looking at his game and Stewart's game, they look the exact same. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I I mean I definitely see that as well. But um I don't know. I thought I thought he might come back second year and I mean, he definitely – I mean, his stock's already very high, but 
I think there's a lot of loaded big men in this this year's class, and yeah. I think he definitely is a top five. But he, I don't think he's a top three like big man in this class. If I'm being brutally honest, but mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. But um, I think if he stayed another year, I think him and Garza would definitely be the top two big men in next year's class. So I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, next up, Nick Richard, Kentucky. He will forgo his senior year and sign an agent. Projected late second round pick. 14 points a game, eight rebounds. Is this the right decision? Um. Yeah. I mean, like we said, he's probably he's getting forced out, and um, I mean, he doesn't really have anywhere else to go. I mean, his stock is his stock is not very high. So, I mean, he could come back next year and bring some presence as a big man to their team because Kentucky's, Kentucky's going to lack a big man next year probably. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is the right decision. Um, I think he probably should have stayed another year because he would have been a veteran presence on that team and he definitely could have got a stock higher. I don't know if he – actually, I don't know if he would have got a stock higher, but, I mean, why not play one more year? Um, yeah, he's a former McDonald's All-American. Oh, first two years at Kentucky was not really good for him. It was actually pretty bad for him. This year, he was kind of the wild card guy with lack of front court. They they kind of forced to start him, and he actually played really well. And I I was really rooting for him this year. Um, I think this is as high as his stock will go, late second-round pick. Uh, yeah, I think this is the right decision. And same thing with EJ Montgomery. Um, I think it's same exact Nick Richards situation, former McDonald's All-American, first two years terrible he's coming into his junior he will stay I think he'll stay he's um, the wild card guy for Kentucky next year yeah I I definitely agree I think I think he probably will stay but um yeah his dad is kind of up in the air right now mm-hmm. but um I mean they need they need another person in the front court and I mean hopefully he stays because that'd just be pretty disappointing to see yeah all right and the last guy we have is Josh Green uh Arizona. Uh, right now, he's projected a late first-round pick. Uh, he will forego his three years at Arizona, and he will sign an agent. Uh, he averaged 12 points a game, five rebounds a game, and three assists a game last year. Do you think this is the right decision to leave? Um, yeah. Uh, his, I think his stock kind of dipped this year, especially with Nico Mannion uh, and Zeke Naji were the first two options. Uh, Josh Green was the third option, even though he was the best pay, uh, one of the best players in last year's class. And he was projected a lottery pick coming into the season, and now he's a late first-round pick. So I definitely think this is a good decision before his stock dips even lower. Yeah, um, I honestly think he should he should have went back another year because I'm I'm pretty sure Nico Mannion's declaring for the draft, and I'm not sure about Zeke Naj, uh, but I think he he too might declare for the draft. I think they both signed an agent already. Yeah, so. I mean the team. The team's wide open, and they need a star. So I mean, why not? Why not see what you can do at Arizona? I mean, yeah. like you said, he was the third option. He could have been the star on Arizona. I I don't think they have many prospects coming in or transfers. So, I mean, sure, that's a risk to take. I mean, you could either uh, shine in that moment, or you could drop and put your stock even lower. But um, I I'd, I'd say probably take the chance. I mean, why not? Yeah, kind of like in Grace, a Grayson Allen situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's all for today, guys. Um, thank you for watching. Please stay safe. It's always March.
It's always March.